Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salam ala abdillahi wa rasulih Nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd Okay, does anybody remember what we said we were going to talk about today? Okay, a lot of hands, let's see Let's see, yes Habib about the Dajjal. About the Dajjal. Okay, what were we talking about last lesson? Girls. The small signs of the Day of Judgment. The minor signs. The things that are many things that happen that tell us that the Day of Judgment is coming close. All those things that we spoke about last week, all of them were things that we see around us, right? More or less. I would say mo most of them are things that we saw, we see around us, and they tell us that the day of judgment is coming very, very close. But there are some things that are going to happen before the day of judgment, which are going to be very, very huge and very strange. And they're going to happen one after the other after the other. So there's three things I want you to learn about. Three things I want you to learn about. Hold that thought, Mubin. Three things I want you to, uh, to learn about. The first thing is that these things are really major events. They are not small. It's not like, oh, the weather will change or that, you know, somebody will have a lot of children or somebody will not. It's not something small. It's something huge which will change the whole world. That's number one. Number two is that these things will happen one after the other after the other. There will not be any gap, one and then the next and then the next and then the next and then the next until the Day of Judgment happens. There are, how many in total? There are ten in total. There are ten major signs in total. How many? Ten, ten right? We don't know the order of all of them. But we know the first one and we know a few of them and we know the last one, what, 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 which one the last one will be. So we're not going to learn all of them today. Today we're going to learn three of them. And the three we're going to learn today are the appearance of the Dajjal and the return of Prophet Isa alayhi salam and the coming of Ya'juj and Ma'juj. And we're going to learn all about who they are and what they are and what does it mean. We're going to learn that today, insha'Allah ta'ala. Because these things are going to change the whole world. And because they are not normal, they are not things that happen every day. Do you think that the Prophet Muhammad wasallam told us a lot about them? What do you think? Hmm. If he told us about them, why? Why do you think? Let's listen to the girls first. Okay, so the girl said, so that we can protect ourselves from any harm they might bring us. 
and so that we don't get tricked by them. That's a very good answer. What do the boys have to add to that? We know what we're up against. I love that. That is such a nice way of explaining it. We know what we're up against. Very good. What else? Yes, Muhammad. It's a warning that the day of judgment is coming close. It's a warning that the day of judgment is coming close, so we have to be prepared. Because when some of the signs of Allah come, you won't be able to become Muslim after that. Your tawbah will not be accepted after that. When the sun rises from the west, Instead of from the east Normally the sun rises where? The east, right? And it sets in the west when, On the day when the sun rises in the west Allah will not accept from anybody to change after that If you didn't change before If you didn't believe before And you didn't make a change before Allah will not accept it So we have to hurry up And Make tawbah and come back to Allah and practice our religion properly. Yes, Habibi. Uh, you know, the problem is too much preparation to cause problems on earth, maybe. Because maybe Allah doesn't want us to prepare too much for them. It's just, uh, it might be a minute of exile, but doing big preparation if you prepare in the right way, like the Prophet ﷺ told you, it's a good thing. But if you prepare in the wrong way, it's, it's not a good thing. Yes, Habib. That's very true. Some people say, I'm going to pray next year. I'm going to change next year. I'm going to be a good person next year. But we don't know that next year is going to come. And we saw those minor signs we learned about in the last class. Many of them happened already, if not all of them. So we are really very, very close to that time when the major signs happen. And remember, the major signs, they come one after the other, so there is no gap after that. It's not like the, ma the first one comes and then there's like a thousand years. The first one comes, then the second one, third one, fourth one, fifth one, sixth one, seventh one, eighth one, ninth one, tenth one, over. And that's it. So it's very important that we learn about it. Yes, Mubin, I'm going to carry on after this one, okay? Very good. People don't know when the sign is going to come, so the Prophet ﷺ warned us about them. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Allah never sent a prophet except that that prophet warned his people about the Dajjal. And I am going to warn you about him. So it wasn't just the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Prophet Musa warned about Dajjal. Prophet Nuh warned about the Dajjal. Prophet Isa warned about the Dajjal. Prophet Ibrahim warned about the Dajjal. But when they warned about the Dajjal, they knew the Dajjal will not come in their lifetime because the Dajjal will come after what? After what? After what? What has to come before the Dajjal? Girls, 
before the okay, minus sign, which minus sign? The Prophet Muhammad has to come first. But once the Prophet Muhammad came, he gave us the most description about the Dajjal. He gave us the most description. Now what I'm going to do now, before I tell you about who this Dajjal is, I'm going to tell, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something about how the world will be just before he comes. But before that, I want to ask you, what do you know about this person? He's a person called the Dajjal. What do you know about him? Everyone who puts their hand can tell me one thing, okay? So girls first. He has one eye. He has one eye. This is very, very important. Because the Prophet wasallam he said, إِنَّهُ أَعْوَرْ He said, he has one eye. إِنَّ رَبَّكُمْ لَيْسَ بِأَعْوَرْ Your Lord doesn't have one eye. One second. I'm going to ask you to put your hands up in a second. So what do we have to learn? Allah does not have one eye. You must remember this. Because when this man is going to come, a lot of people are going to believe that he is your Lord. But you, how will you remember he is not? Your Lord does not have one eye. Your Lord does not have one eye. Okay. What else do you know? We know he's one-eyed and we know that your Lord does not have one eye. Okay. From the boys, we're going to go for Anas. We haven't heard from Anas recently. He has written on his forehead, kafir, or he has kafara. Written on his forehead. Can I ask you a question about it, Anas? What about if I can't read Arabic? Will I be able to read it? It's written in Arabic. Kaf, fa, ra. Some of the narrations say kafir or kafir or kufr. Ah, so what Anna said here is If you are a believer You believe in Allah And you believe in the Prophet And you don't believe in the Dajjal You will be able to read it Even if you can't Even if you can't read Even if you don't know how to read Arabic You'll be able to read So written on his forehead is Kafir And every believer Will be able to read it. Okay, what else do you know about the girls? What do you know about Dajjal? Good, okay. Let's not use the word miracles because miracles really are only for prophets. Let's say that he will be able to do things which are not normal. Okay? Unnatural, that's a very good word, I like that word He will be able to do unnatural things They're not mu'jizat, they're not miracles Because prophets do miracles And Dajjal is not a prophet The Dajjal is a liar 
That's what the name means. The name Dajjal, it means Kadhab, a liar. It means the liar. Okay? So he's a liar. And so... Go on. Okay, go on. Let's hear. So, sorry, the girls, what was the, the girls said? Yes. He will be able to do abnormal, unnatural things. Okay, they're not, they're not miracles. They are... A sign from Allah to realize who he is. So you will know who he is. We're going to talk about some of the things he will be able to do. We're going to talk about some of the things he will be able to do. And why the people will follow him and believe in him. And why they will not believe in Allah. We're going to talk about this. But first we're going to listen to Abdus Salam. Because we haven't heard from you today. Very good. So he will be protect. He, he will not be allowed to go to Mecca and Medina, and to the Masjid in Al Aqsa. In some of the narrations, to Masjid Al Aqsa, the Masjid, not the city, but the Masjid itself, he will not be able to go, because there will be angels with swords that are unsheathed. What's an unsheathed sword? What does it mean, Yusuf? Without the scabbard, yani with the blade. The angels will have the sword with the blade. And they will stop the Dajjal from going into those places. But everyone in those places will be scared of the Dajjal except one place. What's the one place that the people won't be scared of Dajjal? Yusuf, what do you think? No, nearly good try. Habib Abdurrahman, what do you think? Which one? Medina, Abdurrahman, you're right, in Medina, mashallah, in Medina. In Medina, the fear of the Dajjal will not go, will not go inside. What else do you know, girls, what else do you know about the Dajjal before we explain some of the points? No, not a Okay, good. He will have with him a garden that will look like paradise and a place that will look like the fire. So when you see this, which one should you choose? Okay, the girls gave an answer. Muhammad. You should choose paradise. Not for the Dajjal, because remember Dajjal is what? What does the name mean? Liar. So what is his paradise? His paradise is fire. And what is his fire? It's paradise, right? So it's opposite because he's a liar. So when he says to you, this is paradise and this is fire, he's lying to you. It's the other way around. In some of the narrations it mentions he will have a river of water and a river of fire. When you... Try to drink the water, you find that it's fire. But when you try to drink the fire, you find that it is cold water. But that would be very difficult. Do you think it would be very difficult to drink from fire? Do you think it would be hard? Do you know there's something in the hadith that says that it will make it easy for you? Do you know what it is? 
there's something you can recite that will make it easy for you? Mm, this is a good question. Have you... Bismillah. Bismillah, that's true, but that's not what's mentioned in the hadith. Is it the Amr or is it the last 10 ayahs? Very good. The first 10 ayahs or the last 10 ayahs of Surah Al-Kahf. The first 10 ayahs and more is mentioned in the hadith. And some of the hadith mentioned the last 10 ayahs of Surah Al-Kahf. The first 10 ayahs of Surah Al-Kahf, put your trust in Allah, read the first 10 ayahs of Surah Al-Kahf, and you will be able to drink the cold water and you will not be scared of it. And Surah Al-Kahf, the first 10 ayahs or the last 10 ayahs, they will save you from the Dajjal. So you think we should all learn at least the first 10 ayahs of Surah Al-Kahf? You think we can do that inshallah? As a class, or you can tell your mom and dad and we can check everybody that you learnt it. Do you think by next week some of you can learn the first 10 ayahs of Surah Al-Kahf and we can listen to you? Yeah? Okay, inshallah, I'm going to listen to you next week and see if you can learn the first 10 ayahs of Surah Al-Kahf that keep you safe from the Dajjal. What else do you know about the Dajjal girls? What else did you know? It's the boys' turn? Okay. Yalla. Tfadal Habib. Mm. A lot of people will follow Dajjal And he, everything that he shows you is fake Okay, everything he shows you So he, for example, there will be some people And they don't have any food to eat And Dajjal will say to them If you believe in me, I will give you food And there will be other people That he will say, if you don't believe in me I will, you will like you will die from hunger or you will suffer from, from hunger. And it will seem like all of the treasure in the, in the earth is following him. That he can just bring the treasure out from the earth and that he has mountains of gold and bread and water and all of these things. That it will look like he has so much. But remember what does his name mean? Liar. Liar. So when he's telling you something he is, he is lying. Because he is the Dajjal. Yes, Mubin. We're going to come to Isa. For now, we want to know about what you know about the Dajjal. Girls. Very good. So the girl said, he will start by saying, he is a prophet. The Prophet ﷺ said, The first thing he will say to people is what? He will say, I am a prophet. Is there any prophet after Prophet Muhammad ﷺ? There is no prophet after Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Then what will he say after? What will he say after he says he's a prophet? Girls. No, no. Straight away. What will he say? He will say, I am your Lord. But you will not see your Lord until when? When will you see Allah? When will you see Allah? Yes, Habibi. 
When will you see Allah? Will you see Allah in this world? On the day of judgment, mashallah, that's when you will see Allah. So now there's three things, if you can remember them, they will help you. The first you remember, Laysa Rabbukum bi'awar. Your Lord is not one eyed. The second thing you remember, there is no Prophet after the Prophet Muhammad. And the third thing you remember is you will not see Allah until you die. So you cannot see Allah in this world. So anyone who comes and says, I am your Lord, they have to be lying. Even if they do things that are amazing. Yeah, even if. Even if they can bring all of the treasures out of the earth. Even if. Even if they can tell the, the rain to, to fall on somebody and it falls. Even if. Even if they can tell somebody that I'm going to make you suffer and I'm going to make you poor and that person will become poor. How do you know that they're not your Lord? How will you know? Because you'll only see your Lord when you die in the, on the day of judgment. You will not see Allah before that. You will not see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before that. So it's very important to remember that you will not see your Lord until you die. Very good. Which of the Dajjal's eyes are covered over? Is it his right eye or his left eye? Okay, girl said his right eye. Boys, let's see. Okay, okay, okay. Everyone's jumping up and down. Yes, Muhammad, go on. His left eye. His left eye. And his right... Uh, his right eye is like a floating grape. And it's protruding from his, it comes out from his, from his face. It's like a floating grape. That's what the Prophet ﷺ described it. So you recognize it when you see it. One eye, his left eye is covered over. And his right eye is like a floating grape. Okay. He's a man. Okay, he's not a robot, he's not a computer, he's not something, he's not an angel, he's a man. And he's a young man, fairly young in age, the Prophet have described him as a young, as a young man. Innahu shab, he is a young man. Okay, what else do we know about him? Okay, let's hear from someone I haven't heard from yet. Yes, Habib. Uh, when he goes to Medina, it shapes three times and then all the hypocrites come out. Okay, so now the question is who will be following the Dajjal? And the answer is that many, many people will follow the Dajjal. Many people will follow him. Even people who thought that they were Muslim before. And when he will go, he will go just outside of Medina. And the ground will shake three times. And all of the hypocrites will come out and will follow the Dajjal. And in some of the narrations it's mentioned that most of the people who follow the Dajjal will be among the women. Why do you think that might be girls? I want to ask a serious question. Why do you think it might be that many people among 
among women, many women follow the Dajjal. Why do you think that might be? Okay, the girl said because he's a man. But the Prophet ﷺ was a man. So why do you think, like what do you think might make people vulnerable to following him? The boys think they have an answer. Okay, let's see. Go on. Okay, so maybe because he has a lot of things with him, like wealth and uh, like a mountain of bread. He has what looks like paradise and fire. So that could be one reason, because he has a lot of, uh, of things of this world that are with him. So that could be one reason. Mm. Go on, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's not, a bad th that's not a bad idea. That people can be fooled by their heart, right? People can be easily fooled by their heart. Sometimes you think with your heart instead of with your, with your head, right? You start thinking about, oh, look at all the things he has, and everybody believes in him, and he is coming telling, he's come to save us. He told us he's a prophet. Then he finally told us that he's our Lord. Look how many people are following him. Also, people get easily fooled when people have lots of followers, right? Have you seen that before? When someone has lots and lots of followers, people get easily fooled and they start to think that they're amazing and they should follow them as well. Look, everyone in the city is following them. And look, when those people followed them, what happened? They got water, they got bread, they got treasure, they got all these things came to them. And when the people didn't believe in them, what happened? They suffered and they had a hard time and they didn't have any food. So people become convinced because of people's followers. So you should never ever look at the number of followers or you should never ever get fooled by what everybody else does. Do you think that could be a big reason why people follow the Dajjal? Because they get fooled by what everybody else does. That's very true. Okay, yes, Abdurrahman. Sorry? I think all the noise. The Dajjal has so many things about him and so many things that he, uh, that, that the Prophet ﷺ told us about him. But one of the things we have to know first is how will he come out? The Prophet ﷺ told us a little bit about. The time in which the Dajjal will come out. He said, A time when the people will be disagreeing with each other and people will be, will be separate from each other. And a time when people will be angry with each other and they will be fighting with each other. 
A time when people will not practice their religion properly. And people will not be keeping ties with their relatives. Do you think that time sounds a bit like what we go through now? Could be, right? Maybe we don't know, it might get worse. Allah knows best. But it kind of sounds a little bit like the situation that we have now. So when the Muslims, what will happen is that there will be a big battle. And this battle will be, be between the Muslims and between Ar-Rum. Ar-Rum is a name for either the Roman Empire or the Byzantine Empire. In other words, the people of that place in Europe, which is now the place, you know, the, did you ever hear about the Roman Empire and the Byzantine Empire? Was in like Italy and Greece and that, that area of, of Europe, right? Like Southern Europe. There will be a battle between those people and between the Muslims and it will be a very severe battle. It will be such a severe battle that even if a bird will fly over the battle, the bird will get shot as well. The bird will even die. Because of how bad the battle will be. And in this battle, or just after this battle, Constantinople will become, will be conquered by the Muslims. And that's an old city, that's a city now, where is Istanbul now. And that city will be, it will be conquered by the Muslims again. We don't know, will it, will, will it go out of the Muslims' hands or we don't know how that will happen. And when the Muslims conquer that city and they take over that city again and they had that big war that took place between them and between Ar-Rum, the shaitan will call out that the Dajjal has gone among your families. So the people will get scared and they will leave all of the, the things they took in the battle. You know when you, when you fight a battle, right? There's people leave the soldiers, they leave their gold and their silver and their, you know, their, their armor and everything gets left. And the people take it, right? Who, fought, who won the battle. The people who win, they take all the stuff, right? Do you guys get what I'm saying? So when there's a big battle and the two armies fight each other, so the army that wins takes the, 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 takes the we, we call it, Al-Ghanimah, the, the war booty, they take the stuff that belong to the other army. Instead of taking it, the Muslims will leave it. Because they will be so scared that the Dajjal came. And when they go back to their families, they will find that that was the sound of the shaitan. So you're right about the sound. That was the sound of the shaitan. It wasn't the sound of Dajjal. It was the shaitan was lying. The shaitan said, Dajjal has come. And the people will all go back to their families and they will not find and then they will go again to look and they will find the Dajjal came in a place between Syria and Iraq. In a place somewhere between Syria and Iraq. The Dajjal will come out and the Dajjal will move very quickly over the earth. He will move very quickly over the earth. Extremely quickly, he will move as quickly as the wind. Like he's being moved by the wind. Before the Dajjal comes out, there will be three years which will be very hard. 
three years where there is very little food. People will suffer famines and a lot of they will be very, very hungry. In the first year, a third of the rain will not fall. And in a second in the second year, two thirds will not fall. And in the third year, it will not fall at all, and there will be no there will be nothing that will grow from the earth. And that is just before the time of the Dajjal. And every city and every country he will go to. Except for Medina and Mecca and in some of the narrations, Al-Aqsa, Masjid Al-Aqsa. All of the other places he will, he will go to. When he goes to Medina, there is something amazing going to happen. There is a young boy and this young boy, young man, He's going to come out and he's going to make his way towards the Dajjal. Who will he meet first on the road? Do you think he's going to meet Dajjal? No, Who's he going to, who do you think he will meet? Yusuf. His soldiers, right? The Dajjal's men. So the Dajjal's men will go to kill him. But then some of them will say, no, no, leave him, leave him. You have to take him to the boss. You have to take him to the main man, to the Dajjal. Don't, he told us not to kill anyone until we take him to him. So they will take this young man to the Dajjal. And the Dajjal will ask this young man, do you believe in me? He will ask this young man, do you believe in me? And this man, he will say, "Ashhadu anna hadha al-Dajjal al-ladhi dhukira or dhakara Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam." This is the Dajjal the Prophet sallallahu told us about. In that young man, he will say, "You, I don't believe in you. You are Dajjal." So now the Dajjal is in a problem, right? Because this young man doesn't believe in him, and the people are shocked. The people expected him to. Believe. And he said, I bear witness, Ashhadu. I bear witness that this person is Dajjal. So, what will happen? So, the Dajjal now has to show. He will say, Don't you believe in me? The man will say, You are the big liar. You are the big liar. So now the Dajjal will say okay to his people. Do you think if I kill this man and I make him come back to life again, are you going to doubt me? If I kill him and I make him come alive again, will you believe? The people will say, of course, we, we, we will not doubt you. If you can kill him and bring him to life, we will not doubt you. So he will cut this man in two pieces. And he will walk between him on one side and the other. He will go between him. And then he will say, Qum, stand up. And the man will stand up back alive. So now what should we do? Should we believe in him? 
So he will ask him, he will say, I took me no now you believe in me. What do you think the boy will say? He will say, Wallahi, mazdadtu fika illa basira. He said, you just made me more sure you are still Dajjal. Now I'm really sure. Before I was sure. But now I'm more sure that you are the Dajjal. Now I'm more sure that you are the Dajjal. So the Dajjal will take hold of him to kill him again, but he will not be able to kill him. He will try to hit his neck, but his neck will become hard like metal. Then the Dajjal will pick him and throw him. And the people will think he went to the fire. But where did he go? He went to paradise. And the Prophet said, This person is the one who is the best of the people who died for the sake of Allah. Why? Because he had to fight against the worst one, Dajjal, right? And that man, he goes to paradise. But what I want you to, to, to listen to about the story of this man, which is really amazing, is that this man, even the Dajjal killed him and even he came back to life and still the man believed in Allah and the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, and didn't believe in, he didn't believe in the Dajjal. So that's how we have to be, isn't it? That whatever you see or whatever Dajjal shows you or whatever Dajjal tells you, you can't believe in him. You have to remember what the Prophet said. What did we learn? The three things we learned. Your Lord does not have one eye, you will not see your Lord until you die and there is no Prophet after the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Okay, good, yes uh, So in theory, is the shaitan They're all calling to the same, the same thing, right? Iblis is the one who started everything, right? So they are all, they are both evil they are both evil. Yes, Habibi. I have a question. So how did uh, Dajjal get the power? Like, you know, the... It's a very good question. How did he get the power, right? Very, very good question. He got the power because Allah gave him the ability to do that. Why did Allah give him that ability to test people? Right? To test people. The Prophet said it's the biggest test after since the time of Adam, it is gonna be the biggest test that we will have to go through. The test of the Dajjal. And that's why now you ask the question: who is going to get rid of Dajjal? Because the whole world is following him except a small group of Muslims who have stayed true to Islam. Some people in Makkah, some people in Medina, some people. A few places who have stayed strong and true to Islam. Who can come now to be sent by Allah to get rid of the Dajjal? Prophet Isa, mashaAllah, Prophet Isa. The Muslims, they will be at that time, there will be a group of Muslims and they will be in Damascus, in Damascus, in Syria. 
and they will be about to perform the Fajr prayer. And Isa ibn Maryam, Prophet Isa, is going to come down on the wings of, holding the wings of the angels. Come down from the sky. And when he's going to come, he's going to find the Muslims are getting ready to pray. So what do you think the Muslims will ask Isa to do for them? To lead the prayer, right? First the prayer, then the Dajjal. Always prayer comes first, right? First the prayer, then, then the Dajjal. So the Muslims will say, you should lead the prayer. What will Isa do? No. He will say no. He will say no. Instead, the leader of the Muslims will lead the prayer. Now that's a very big question. The leader of the Muslims... At that time, his name is Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Where have you heard that name before? Good, the girls are thinking quickly. It's the same name as the Prophet And this man, he is known as Al-Mahdi, the Mahdi. His name is the same name as the Prophet Muhammad and he will be the leader of the Muslims at that time. Isa, they will say to Isa, come forward and lead the salah, lead the prayer for us. But Isa will say, no. Allah put you in charge. Now the Muslims are in charge. Now after Prophet Muhammad Quraysh, the people of the Prophet they were given the responsibility to be in charge of the Muslims. So no, Isa will say, no, I'm going to pray behind you. And so the Mahdi, whose name is what? Muhammad ibn Abdullah. The Mahdi, whose name is Muhammad ibn Abdullah, he is going to lead the prayer and Isa will pray behind him. Now this is really important. Why do you think this is? Go on. Very good. So, your excellent answer. I couldn't have said it better, mashallah. Very, very good answer. That Allah has decreed after the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, that to lead the Muslims will be the, the, the leadership of the Muslims, like as in all of the Muslims in the whole world, not one country, but all of the Muslims in the whole world will be for the tribe of Quraysh, and that will be until the Day of Judgment. And that no prophet is going to come after the Prophet Muhammad So Isa, is he coming as a prophet? No. He's coming for a job. To stop the Dajjal. But he's not coming as a prophet. Which means he's not coming with any more new... What? What's he not going to come with? No more new rules. No more change to the halal and the haram. And he's not going to come with a new book. He will come with information from Allah. Yani for example, about who will be from the people of Jannah or information about the Dajjal. But he will not come with a new book. Nothing to change the Qur'an. 
and he will not come with any new rules. So there's not going to be any change to what is halal and what is haram. So which book will Isa follow then? Will he be following his book, the Injil? Will he come down with the Injil and be following the Injil? What's he going to be following? The Quran. The girls got it right as well. They said he will be following the Quran. Isa, when he finishes the prayer, he will open the door and who is behind the door? Who do you think is going to be behind the door? The Dajjal. And Isa will chase the Dajjal and when the Dajjal will see him, the Dajjal will melt, dissolve, like salt dissolves in water or like sugar dissolves in water, he will dissolve. And Isa will chase him and finally the Dajjal will die. And the trial of the Dajjal will end. But there's one more thing that is going to come. There is one more thing that is going to come. What is that? Oh, Muhammad say right at the back. Yeah, go on. Yes, Habib, what do you think? Ah, the day of judgment, definitely. But before that, there is one more. There is one more of these signs to come. Oh, you're all standing up. Let's see. Who have I not spoke to for a long time? Yes, Habib. Ya'juj and Ma'juj. So now let me ask you another question for the girls first of all. What do you know about Ya'juj and Ma'juj? So the story of Ya'juj and Ma'juj starts when? Who does it start with? Okay, Okay, we're getting there, the girls are getting there, you have to sit down, standing up is not going to help, standing up is not going to help. It starts with the story of Dhul Qarnayn. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنْ ذُلْ قَرْنَيْنِ They ask you about Dhul Qarnayn. Dhul Qarnayn was from the people who lived before us, before the Prophet Muhammad wasallam in the previous time. And Dhul Qarnayn, his story is amazing. But part of his story is he came to a people who lived in, in, a, in a valley. And when he came to these people, they said to him, Ya Dhul Qarnayn, Inna ya'juja wa ma'juja mufsiduna fil ard. Ya'juj and Ma'juj are causing us so many problems on the earth. Ya'juj and Ma'juj are people. They are not robots, they are not uh, the TV or something like that. They are people. And they are causing so much of a problem on the earth. So can we pay you to block them away from us and keep us separated? Dhul Qarnayn said... What Allah is going to give me is better. I don't need you to pay me, but you help me. So what he did is he covered their place and he blocked them inside. So they could not get out. They couldn't go over the top of the wall that he built 
and they couldn't go underneath the wall that he, they built. Which surah is this mentioned in? The story of the Qarnayn. Yes, Muhammad. Surat al-Kahf, the end of Surat al-Kahf. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنْ ذِي So they couldn't go over the wall and they couldn't go under. So what did they start to do? They are a big tribe of people. Very, very, they are a huge number. They are a huge number of people. They are so huge, you cannot imagine how many huge number of people they are. They are way more than the humans that are on the earth. Way more. So they try to dig their way out. And they start digging and digging and digging. Every day, they dig and they dig and they dig and they dig. Then the end of the day comes and they say, yeah, tomorrow we'll come back and finish the job. What did they forget to say? Insha'Allah. They don't say insha'Allah. So tomorrow they come back and what happens? The barrier is back to normal. Completely like it was before. So they dig and they dig and they dig and they dig and they dig. And then they say, tomorrow we will finish. But they forget to say, insha'Allah. And then they come back again and the wall is back to normal. But there will come that day, just at the time that Dajjal is being killed, where they will dig and dig and dig and they will say, tomorrow, insha'Allah, we will finish the job. And so when they come back, they will break out. And when they break out, they will come from every place and they will destroy what is on the earth. And nobody will be able to fight against them. Not even Isa. Isa will be told, go with the Muslims and take them on top of a mountain. Go with the Muslims and take them to the top of a mountain. So Isa will go with the Muslims and he will take them there and Ya'juj and Ma'juj will be coming to attack. And they will make dua. And Isa, he will make dua, alayhi salam, he will make a lot of dua for Allah to help the Muslims. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will destroy Ya'juj and Ma'juj. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will destroy them. Does anyone know what Allah will destroy Ya'juj and Ma'juj with? Yes, Anas. Insects. He will send some type of insect and it will be on their net and they will die from it. But now we have a big problem because the whole earth is filled with what? What's the whole earth filled with? Dead bodies of Ya'juj and Ma'juj who died. So Allah will send a rain and the rain will completely clean the whole earth. And Allah will send a kind of bird that will snatch the bodies of Ya'juj and Ma'juj and throw them far away. And the earth will become clean like it was at the time of Adam. It will come clean like it was at the time of Adam. And the fruits will grow to a huge size. Some of the narrations mentioned that one person in a, the whole family can stand underneath one fruit. It will be so huge. It will go like how it was in the time of Adam. And there will be peace on the earth. People will be peaceful. 
Why? Because now the big test came and that test went now. Dajjal is gone. Ya'juj and Ma'juj is gone. Who remains alive? Isa is still alive. How long will Dajjal live on the earth? Does anyone know how long? Girls, do you know how long Dajjal will stay on the earth? A long time. Okay, Muhammad, you know? Four, okay, four, put one thing on the end. 40, very good, 40. Very good, 40. But those 40 years, will they all be the same length? Will they all be like our years, like 365 days or 355 Hijri days? No. The first year, the first, so it will be 40 days. The first day will be like, I said 40 years, 40 days. 40 days. The first day will be like a year. And the second day will be like, what's less than a year? A month. And the rest of the days will be like the regular days. I said 40, I meant 40 days. 40 days, the first day will be like a year. In the day that is like a year, how many prayers do you pray? Ooh, it's a difficult one. Girls, what do you think? The girls say just pray five because it's one day. What do the boys say? Oh, wow, you brought a big number. So you pray as though it was a full year. You pray a full year of prayers. You're correct. Muhammad is right. You pray a full year of prayers. Isa will remain on the earth for a while. And for seven years, there will be no fighting between anyone and people will, there will be peace on the earth and the earth will return to how it was in the time of, in the time of Adam. How long will Isa stay on the earth in total? This one is 40 years. This one is 40 years. That Isa will stay on the earth for 40 years. When, what will then happen to Isa? Will he, go back to, will he go back to heaven? Will he go back to Jannah? No, he will die. And when he dies, what will the Muslims do for him? Anas. Pray his janazah, yeah? And then after that comes the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send a wind, a cold wind from the direction of Asham near to Syria. And it will go underneath people's arms. And every single believer or every single Muslim will die. Every single believer or every single Muslim will die. Why is that? Because what did we say? When the, when the day of judgment comes, who is going to be alive on the earth? The best people or the worst people? What do you think? Um, 
the worst people, correct, the worst people will be left alive. Not the best people. The worst people will be left alive. Not the best. Okay, very good. I think I covered most of the things that I wanted to cover for the class today. And I don't want the class to go on too long that it's, it's difficult for you. But I think, inshallah, we covered many of the things that we wanted to cover today. Do we have from the girls any questions that they would like to ask? No questions at all from the girls? Okay. What, hold on one question from the girls. No? Wait. I'm waiting. Still waiting. Okay, girls, was the class better today? Much better, yeah? Was there any disruptions on the girls' side that we need to address, or was it okay? No, it was really good. Okay, excellent. So the girls, seems like the class was a lot better for them today with the separate rooms. We also hope that the mums who were in the, in the main sister section also, they were okay as well. Yes, Yusuf? Sorry? Yes, for sure. The shaitan will always help people to be misguided, right? That's what he wants to do. The shaitan will always try to misguide people and... and his goal will be to misguide people. Yes, Muhammad. Next, next week, we're going to do all the rest of the major signs that we haven't done. The beast, the rising of the sun from the, uh, from the west, the fire that will force the people to sham when the, people, when the day of judgment will come. We're going to do all of those. Inshallah. Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. We're going to do all of them. Yeah, go on. How can we as Muslims, apart from the things that you mentioned, how can we protect ourselves and the Muslims from the Dajjal? That's a really good question. Guys, I want you all to listen and the girls as well. I want everyone to listen. How can we protect ourselves from the Dajjal? So the simple answer to this is with two things Knowledge and action Allah sent his Rasul, his messenger وسلم, With Al-Huda Which is Al-Ilm Al-Nafi' With knowledge and action so now you know about the Dajjal. Should you be tricked by him? No. no. It's still scary, right? But you shouldn't be tricked by him because you know what to expect. Like that young man who went out in Medina and he went out to Dajjal and even after Dajjal cut him in half, he said, I'm 100% sure you are still the Dajjal. Because he had knowledge. But knowledge itself is not enough. So you learnt... Some ways to protect yourself The knowledge Allah does not have one eye You will not see Allah until you die There's no prophet after the prophet Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wasallam The reciting of the beginning of Surah Al-Kahf Fawatih Surah Al-Kahf The beginning of Surah Al-Kahf Or the end of Surah Al-Kahf In some of the narrations But if you don't read it And you don't practice it And you don't actually practice your religion and, and ask Allah to keep you safe 
then how will you be able to stay safe? You will not be able to. So from the things that we want everyone to do is dua. What do we say in our prayer before we finish our prayer and we give the salam? What do we say? Not the very end of it. I want the end. Allahumma. Now after Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. After. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika. Go on Anas. Min adhab al-qabr wa min adhab jahannam. Wa min fitna al-mahya wal mamat. Every single prayer you're asking Allah Keep you away from the trial of the Dajjal Keep you safe Okay The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said Badiru bil a'mali fitanan He said do lots of good deeds Before the bad times come and that's also very important. Do lots of good deeds before the bad times, before the bad times come. Do lots of good deeds before the bad times come. Okay, guys, do we have any more questions that we wrap up there? One more, Mubi, go for it. Last one. Ah, where is the Dajjal right now? He's on the earth and he's chained up on an island. And he is chained, he's locked up. But he knows that it's very soon that his chains are going to be taken off. And the reason he knows that is because he asked, yeah, he asked in the hadith of uh, Tamim al Dari, he asked uh, about the Prophet Muhammad. And that the Prophet Muhammad came, so he knows that he's gonna come, gonna come after that. Yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not allow them to find him before Allah wants them to find him. See, I give an example. Ya'juj and Ma'juj, we said is a big number of people, right? Huge number. And they are stuck underground. Why can we not see them? Satellites and technology and radar and ground and digging in the ground. Why can we not find them? Because Allah didn't. Allah didn't want us to find them. That's why. Okay, we're going to stop there guys. Jazakumullah khairan. We're going to finish our third and final part on the signs of the, the end of time. We're going to finish that next week. We're going to do the rest of the major signs that we haven't done so far. We inshallah are going to do them. The smoke, the beast, the rising of the sun from the west, the fire that will gather the people uh, and the, the coming of the day of judgment. We're going to talk about those next week inshallah. Okay, Jazakumullah khairan wa barakallahu feekum. Allah knows best. Wassalatu wassalamu ala bina Muhammad wa ala ahli wa sahbihi ajma.